Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Tech Podcast. I do apologize in advance, I'm, I'm feeling under the weather, as they say. And um, But what I want to do in this episode is I want to talk about why my business failed. And this is deeply uh, related to minimalism, um, in my opinion. And my hope is that perhaps this could help someone listening if you're looking to start a business perhaps avoid some pretty major pitfalls all this is my opinion um you know i guess my expertise in this is simply that i had uh i've actually started and run several businesses um that never (laughs) fully uh materialized in terms of like um i i the businesses, and I'll just talk about the, the last business. The last business did make money, but it never made the type of money where I could really, you know, use it to buy the house that I really wanted or the, you know, the car that I really wanted or, you know, sort of work and travel and um, um, although that piece of it is, well, the digital minimalism piece is, is a little bit separate. So, um, but what I'm saying is that I was able to, just for context, have this business, run this business exclusively without any other job for more than five years. And um, so that in itself, I'm taking as a, a major accomplishment for myself because every business that I've built and run I've learned lessons from, right? And so, again, it's never gotten to the point where huge success or that I've been able to sell the business for, you know, money or um, that that the business really supplied myself with the type of lifestyle that I like or just simply like financial stability that I like. Um, And so ultimately, you know, during COVID, there was a huge downturn, excuse me, where it really forced me into like just getting a job and um which has been great which has been um really great it's for that you know financial stability and all those things um but it's almost to the end of the year and i'm going through all of the paperwork that's left over from my business that still technically exists it's still it's still exists um but i just have i don't have a lot of time hardly any time really to to devote towards it um with this full-time job that i have so but it's interesting and i'm sort of making a decision at the end of the year or very soon as i'm going through this because i finally have some time off to to go through these papers and make some decisions um i'm deciding whether to keep the business or completely shut it down because if I, you know, it's just cleaner for me if I can shut it down before the end of the year. And then that way there's no, you know, there's no overlap into the following year in terms of um, all the accounting and all that stuff. So so every business that I've had, again, I've learned lessons from. But this particular one is very interesting because there's so many documents that I've created, you know, as I was creating the the 
services and products and um, and all of the surrounding materials, right? Like you need marketing material, sales material. There's like forms that need to be filled out. There's like, there really is a lot of sort of administrative style, not just administrative, but like I said, marketing, sales, customer support, like all these things surrounding your product or service that needs to be created. And so I have this, these binders, <coughs> excuse me, um, that um, I, hopefully that wasn't too loud. I might have to re-record this. Like I said, I'm not feeling too well. Um, but I opened a binder that had basically like an overview of here's the products and services that, I, that I'm offering, the business is offering. And it's immediately obvious to me now with all the experience that I've gained that I made some crucial mistakes. And the biggest mistake, and this is what ties into minimalism is, I essentially had about four you know, services, product services that you can, you could purchase, right? Um, and all of those are sort of legitimate and have a, serve a purpose and customers have a need of, and, um, and there's also an ability to build a business off of any of those four products. The problem is trying to do all four at once was the major mistake. Um, I think it comes somewhat from a tendency to like, when you haven't quite succeeded yet, you try to overachieve a little bit where you, if someone asks you, a customer asks you for a product or service, then you want to say yes to that and you want to build something. So it's almost like, one product led to another because I'm dealing with a customer. They want had a need for something, and then I would go down that path of trying to to create that solution for them. And you know, the good thing of all all this stuff is that it taught me a ton of skills, including software development, enough for me to get a job in that industry. But but as a you know, the desire to have a successful business, um, even if you look at someone like from my opinion, if you look at someone like Elon Musk, for example, who is known for having multiple businesses, the reality of the time frame of that is that really he was only working on one business at a time, right? Like PayPal had to get to a certain point to sell that first. And then, and I'm sure I'm getting the order of operations wrong, but like for him to get into Tesla after that, and then, but that company, Tesla, had to get to a certain point before he could jump and start doing things with, you know, all the stuff with space, SpaceX, right? Um, and then that desire, that then needed its full attention. And then, you know, there's other things that came. So, like, if you look at it now and you take a snapshot and you go, wow, this guy has all these businesses and now he's doing Twitter and he's doing, you know, this um, the thing where he's digging holes, <laughs> the boring company. Um, so it's easy to think like, oh, this uber successful person is capable of doing all these businesses. But 
really the time frame is like there was unbelievable amount of focus on each business and and an unbelievable amount of focus within each business for years to get them to the point where they can be sort of successful without like full-time commitment to them. And so similarly, it's like my point is like even if you are you know, you have a lot of your own investment money and things um even if you have a lot of resources and connections and everything else it still requires an unbelievable amount of focus for one thing at a time so my desire for for these like essentially ends up being about four products and services um the issue was not with any individual product or service the issue was with trying to launch them all at once like and i i i implore anyone who, like who's looking to get into business to focus like f- the focus thing is so critical you know steve jobs talked about saying no um like focus is about saying no it's not about saying yes and so it's a critical lesson and it's a very painful lesson because if you overextend yourself with too many services, like we'll say, like products or services, you you cannot, especially with a you know, limited budget and things like that, but it's like you, you cannot, even if you have an unlimited budget, it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to have success in any one of those things without like sole focus on one thing you know um and it's so easy to expand out like perfect example is apple um when steve jobs was initially at the company had some success they had some you know failures and things that happened there but there was a a pretty solid vision of what they were trying to produce and when he left the company um they apple started producing all these different computers and they were selling printers and all this stuff. They had many, many, many models of computers. And they all, like the model names, I couldn't tell you any of them because there was just many of them. And when he came back to the company, it's like he went from all of these separate computers. They were all computers, but there was just too many of them down to this very simple quadrant where they had consumer um computers and uh professional computers i guess so there's basically two models like uh, you know a consumer laptop professional laptop consumer desktop uh, professional desktop essentially that right like from many 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 things to very simple and they're all like you know so commonly focused on the same operating system and essentially all had the same many of the same things it's just different components for the professional versus the you know the base model um, point of this is like and, the, and they they stopped doing printers they stopped doing all these things um, just looking at my own thing as soon as I opened this binder and I had this this summary of all these products and services and it's like it was immediate to me now in hindsight that it's like this was way too much like in order for me to have a chance at success in a, creating a business there would have to be entire focus on one of those things. And it is, for me, extremely difficult to do that because I have these, you know, I can have these grand visions and, you know, 
see where the thing could go, and that's fine to have, but the problem is you have to secure one thing at a time. You have to get one of those products and services off the ground, figure out who your customers are, and who figure out who your customers are not, which is even more important, I think, because you cannot help everyone and make every customer happy, a potential customer. But if you find out who your core customers are and you delight them, you know, you make them very happy with the products and service, then boom, like you have a business, you, uh, you know, you have to have a niche there. It's like, so the focus, basically the focus was not there. There was, there was a a, sort of lack of minimalist, um, I don't know, ideas or minimalist grounding within the business. And I could, I think, if, you know, I can go back in time, if I could focus more, if I could focus exclusively on one thing for, for let's say, the five-year period, then by now, I'd probably be at the time to, to sort of launch that second product or service, right? Um, and then, you know, give it another five years. I'm using arbitrary terms, but like, time frames but another five years to say then maybe the third product can get launched or maybe the whole time it's just focus on one individual product and service and that's it you just stick to that right sorry you you know you have to say be okay with saying i'm sorry i can't help you with that and and when you're on your own and you're dealing with the customers directly that can be a difficult thing to say because they're they're basically like you especially if you're in a position where you need the money like you're you're exclusively working on the business. You don't have an income outside of the business. You're like, oh man, you know, I you're gonna you're willing to pay how much for this? Ooh, you know, like, and that's kind of that that's the trap. Um, at least was for me, right? So it's like, I need money now, and this customer needs this thing now. So if I can supply this service for them now, then I can get a check now, um, which is just sort of a death spiral disaster for a business um, because really what you want to say is you know sorry I can't really do that but I but I I can continue to do this one thing for you and I will get better and better and better at this one thing right and so and if and if that customer like is not that core customer that really really cares about that one thing then that customer might go away and so when you're so close to it there's this like there's sort of a connection, like a human connection, where you want to help this person, and you know you feel like a little bit of like, almost like a. I don't want to say friendship, but it's almost like kind of like that, right? Where you feel like you would let them down if you can't help them with X, Y, Z. Um, that's that was the other piece of this. Is just like, I can provide X, I cannot provide Y, Z, Y, Z. I have to end this podcast. I'm sorry because I'm, I'm really not feeling well. Um, but I wanted to get this out because it's like the amount of paperwork and everything that's generated from just like a single product or service, the amount of just complexity around it um, is astonishing. So when you tr- it's and it's easy to underestimate that. So when you when you have multiple things, it's just like it just doesn't work, in my opinion. So. Um, so if I was to continue moving forward with it, it would have to be so focused on just one thing um, that 
and, and I have to be very, 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 very clear about that. Like for me, particularly because I'm, I'm an idea person and I get excited about new things. And so that's something I have to fight against and really prepare myself against and have guardrails in place against so that you don't move away from your core mission, your core focus, your pr core product or service. Um, and uh, the more niche you can become in order, like the narrower your product or service is, the more chance for success in my opinion, right? Like you just think about any, any, any place like <laughs> that does something really, really well. It's like you, you want to be so great at one thing that you, you are known for that one thing, right? And people go to you for that one thing. And again, at the end of the day, when you have enough time and everything else, you can provide some like some adjacent products or services for that core customer. But the thing is, you have to first have the core thing first. So I'll explain this more. I, I got to go um, let my voice rest. Um, but I it's something I'm looking at and it's it's so obvious to me now. Um, that it's it's like it's so obvious. I'm looking at these papers. And I'm like, there's no way this would have worked <laughs> because you're doing too much, too many different things at once, um, and that's a little bit like it's not even like hurtful to say because I had to, I personally had to go through the process to learn that, and the, I'm, I'm like a uh, maybe a stubborn person in a way where I have to learn it the hard way. Um, but it's like a lesson where, you know, it's so painful that it's like now it's so obvious for me to see that. So if I was looking at someone else's business and business plan or something like that, right, if they're just getting started, I would be looking very keenly for like what core thing are you doing, you know. And because a lot of people um, or what, what you can do and a mistake you can make is, you know, you can get excited about these different products and services but never really – in a realistic way, look at how much money is going to be generated from each of those things and how many, just simple stuff. How many sales do you need to make? How many customers do you need to have to make X dollars? And what are your operating expenses going to be in a you know decent scenario, right? If you're fully employed and you're paying yourself and you have some other folks that are, you know, you're paying as well like how much money are they making what is your overhead expenses like i think the way that business plans are often presented to like people who haven't been in business are really like not well presented because it's it lacks just like a basic real world aspect of like yeah if you're gonna have an office how much is that office gonna cost you're gonna have a you know what you you know do you need phones do you need internet like what are the, all the little expenses that you're gonna have realistically and then trying to imagine realistically how long it would take you to, for you to get each new customer, right? And how much money does each new customer generate on a monthly basis? And how many of those customers do you need in order to get to the lifestyle where, like, the business is succeeding on its own and it's it's profitable? And then you could buy a car and buy the house and go on vacation and whatever you want to do. Um you know, or start another business or, or add another product or service, um, you know. And so when, you, when you're looking at that, if you're not sure of which product or service to start with, you can kind of lay those out and start looking at them realistically. 
Like I had a friend mention like that they wanted to be like a yoga instructor. It's like, okay, cool, that's fine. But realistically, have you looked at the numbers? How much would you need to charge per per class? And how many classes can you reasonably do without destroying your body? You know, um, and is there, you know, you know, just looking at those basic numbers. And I think people don't quite get to that second part a lot where they just go like, well, I really want to do this. and I'm really passionate about doing this. So I want to start a business doing it. But I don't think there's I think it's a mistake not to look at the numbers in some way. Right. And you, you could ask like people that do this for a living, you know. Or people who are successful, this is where like sort of mentors, I guess, come in. Or it's like you already identified a niche. You look for other people in that niche and figure out like how are they doing it? Are they really even making enough money? You know, or someone supplementing their income? You know, maybe all they have to worry about is paying for, you know, like, like in other words, like maybe they're living with someone and someone else is paying the majority of their expenses and all they have to worry about is paying for like bills for like their car or like, you know, things going shopping or things that they want to do for themselves or, you know, vacation a year, whatever. Like maybe their their need of their need for income is much less than what like, you know, someone else's might be. So their their definitions of success, you, you know, you might see see people that seem very successful but at something, but they might not actually be making enough money at what they're doing to to supplement like or to to replace like a normal job. It's just that their lifestyle doesn't require them to do that, you know. So knowing how much money you need as in, in your ideal lifestyle is important, is important as well, you know. So um, when you focus it down, though, then you can look at those metrics of saying, okay, well, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's you, you know, doing yoga, doing software development. You you have an app. You you know whatever that you want a restaurant. You know whatever you want to do. It's like you got to you got to know the numbers. You know, at the end of the day. A business is more than just creative endeavor. There is the reality of like a balance sheet, profit and loss statements, you know, your tax returns. Like if you don't understand the numbers that are on there, then in my opinion, like you don't have a real business. Like you don't really, because you're not, you know, those those numbers are like the only thing that matters at the end of the day, right? Like external entities are looking at your business, whether it's investors or whomever, they don't really care about what your business is. Right. Your business could be like, you know, saving the bunnies or whatever. Like they're just going to look at the numbers purely. Is this profitable or not? Because if, if it's not, you're not going to be able to save the bunnies, you know, like I'm just making that up. But it's like, you know, people are a lot of times intimidated by looking at like, you know, some of those the aspects of like bookkeeping, accounting and that sort of thing. But like you need to actually know like the my I'm trying to explain is like the numbers are the only thing that matters at the end of the day it's like it's a weird harsh reality but it's like you could be doing the coolest thing in the world and you can have the coolest product or the coolest service or like something that's really impactful but if the numbers don't add up you don't have anything because you can't sustain that no one can that's what business go out of business and you know people have to go get jobs or whatever they do um, but for a, to have a business the numbers have to make sense and you should be able to easily identify before you even start really like you should have like a reasonable idea I think of 
what the numbers look like and you know in order for you to achieve success based on whatever you know what your metrics are this is my monthly expenses that i need personally this is the monthly expenses for the business like you know and this is how much revenue i can generate from each customer um and you know so and then i need x amount of customers and also like can you service that amount of customers because there there is a thing about scaling where you you know maybe you can only really service one or two customers well with your particular business or product or service is that enough to sustain your business you know or you know because you may not have a business at the end of the day you may have something that's like a side hustle thing or you may have something that just simply takes too much time and just doesn't like output enough cash enough money for you to continue to do it like and so like there is an aspect of like you don't want to fall in love with your business instead you should be looking at you should fall in love with your life outside of your business and what does your and making sure that the business enables the lifestyle that you want outside of the business if that makes sense like otherwise like i think that's another trap is like you can fall in love with the all of this everything that you've put into the business all your creativity it's like you see your identity of yourself in this business the business becomes the thing that is you in a way and that's a very bad place to be because it also makes it more difficult to let go of aspects of it and that's something that i'm dealing with with like in order to create the simplicity and focus on one thing you have to have a, a certain amount of like distance between yourself and the business if you're too wrapped up in it and it's, it is who you are then just like getting rid of something in you know a Marie Kondo method or something like we're just trying to get rid of something from your house if you see yourself in it too much you're too attached to it it's you know you become like a hoarder like you you you're not able to let go of the thing so you can have more more space and more peace and everything else more time and it's the same thing with the business you don't want to fall in love with it you want to it is a it should be a tool to help you with your life you know i think that one of the mistakes that i made also was like really like the business was you know, I feel I sort of fell in love with the business itself, and and that is a mistake. Like you should certainly like maximize the value for your customers, and whatever product or service you're creating should be based on the end user, and so you want to craft that towards them, right? In a way that's you know making sure it's something that is profitable, and that it is not going to burn your burn you out, right? Like that you can do the thing within a reasonable amount of time and that, that you can scale with it so you know how many you just realistically know how many customers you need and have a decent amount of idea how long it's going to take to get those customers so there's all, all these questions about you know are, are the sales reoccurring you know once you set up a customer are you going to get paid every month or is it a one-time sale for each thing and you have to find a new customer you know every month and then so strategy is going to be different depending on what the business is but you have to realistically have, have an idea of like, okay, how, you know, how, how do I make that money, you know? And then you sort of craft the activities and everything around the business behind that one thing, but it's 
my overall point is this, it's just too much to do more than one product or service at a time, in my opinion. I think that's like a death sentence for like a new startup that's not funded well. And even if it is funded well, I still think it's a bad idea, um, generally speaking. So, um, you know, until something is pro, until the first thing is really profitable and, and serving well, it's probably not a great idea to start something else. So hopefully that was helpful and enjoyable. I'd love to talk about this more, but uh, like I said, <laughs> I've already talked more longer than I thought I would be able to. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care.